Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about things to be aware of or to look out for when you're doing your own research about uh, investment properties. Now, this comes from uh, one of my colleagues, Dennis Shipper, who is one of our property partners up in Auckland. And he's currently working with an investor, Kiwi-based investor, sorry, not Kiwi-based, but a Kiwi investor based over in France. And so they were looking at a property together in Edgware in Christchurch. And this investor's gone onto oneroof.co.nz, had a look at some of this data and just had some questions about it. So when they looked at this, and I've got a screenshot of one roof in front of me of their analysis of Edgeware, uh, they've said, look, hey, the capital growth is 1.14% in Edgeware. So just help me explain this. This is the question from the from the uh, the investor based in France. Help me understand why I would invest in something that's got 1.14% capital growth or in a suburb there. And so we've taken a look at this and it's really interesting because in 2016, Edgeware got 6.8% capital growth. Then uh, house sales prices decreased by 6% the next year. So they went up by 6.8%, then they were down by 6%, then the next year up by 3%, and then in 2019 up by 1.1%. And there are a couple of things to note. First of all, when, as whenever you see a suburb that's got big fluctuations in price like this, you've got to dig a bit deeper. That's that's the first thing to, to be aware of. Secondly, always question, what is this data based on? So this data that we've got for Edgeware is actually based on what was actually sold within that period, within that year. And of course, within a suburb, you're only going to have a, a, a very small number of properties transacted month to month compared to a whole region. So in this case, Canterbury, or a whole city, in this case, Christchurch. And so because you've got only a very small number of properties being transacted, a couple of really nice ones or a couple of really cheap ones can pull up or down that sale price, right? And so that's not actually representative of the values of all the properties within the suburb. So what I would recommend when you're looking at suburbs, specific suburbs, is you've got to look at valuation data because something like a core logic median e-valuer is based on every house within the suburb. A sales price or median sales price is only based on the properties that actually sold. So if a whole heap of five bedroom, three bathroom properties happen to sell, in, in this case 2016, that's where you might get what looks like really good capital growth of 6.7% in 2016. And then the next year where house prices appeared to go down by 6%, that might be where you've got all of the average properties being sold. And that's where you get a return to the, the, what the median sales price was before that. So that's something to really note. Now, if you are looking for valuation data, obviously we do have these awesome maps on our website of Christchurch, Auckland, Hamilton and Wellington, which I'll link into the show notes. But in this case, Edgeware isn't with in these maps, we don't have uh, a specific uh, uh, percentage increase or annual percentage increase in, in the median house values uh, for Edgeware. So what I've done is I've looked at the three surrounding suburbs, which we do have data for. In this case, we've got St Albans, Richmond and Miravale. 
And so St Albans had about 5.6% capital growth over the last 20 years annually. Richmond, which I think is probably more comparable, you'd say, Andrew, is yeah, about 4.9%. Yeah. And Miravale, 5.7%. So you'd, you'd have some reasonable confidence that the properties which are kind of between these three suburbs probably get roughly that capital growth over the long term. And so if you do have a suburb that we don't necessarily have uh, exact capital growth data for, probably because maybe a third of those properties that are actually within Edgware accounted within this within our data set within St Albans a third within Richmond a third within Merivale that's how you can kind of start to use the data that's actually available out there to start to look at at what the suburb you're looking at might get over the long term but I think hey first of all I love that this investor that's working with Dennis, one of our property partners, is actually doing their own research and and seeking to understand, well, why why would I invest in something that's getting 1.1% capital growth? And the answer is you actually wouldn't. (laughs) If if there was a suburb out there, and there are actually no suburbs in New Zealand that have had 1% capital growth over the last uh, 20 years, I think the minimum is about 4 or 4.5%. so you, know, so you wouldn't actually invest in one of those, but you've got to seek to understand the kind of meaning behind this data and what it all means, uh, especially if you're a Kiwi-based investor who's overseas you know, and can't necessarily go on a site visit or see the suburb or, or doesn't necessarily understand the area. But I just do think that when you're looking at, at like one roof data, very useful to understand sale prices and you know, every data point you look at is going to start to build a bigger picture of, of how that suburb's reacting, uh, where the opportunities are, but we just have to understand what the, we just need to understand what the data's actually saying and what's potentially left out and then go and build a bigger picture. What are you taking away from this, so Andrew? a couple of notes I made down. Um, I think uh, I noted down, um, think about some of the other factors as well that might make a, a particular suburb perform worse one particular year. Because remember, you need to look at the long term, but if there is an unusual blip, which is natural, um, you maybe need to think, was there something that might have occurred that might have caused that? So um, Edgeware is an interesting one. So there's a lot of older houses in Edgeware which are now being redeveloped. So I know that the land there is development land. And so what you'll find is people are buying older houses, particularly ones that are earthquake damaged. So houses which have gone through the earthquakes and now they're being bought for a low price um, because there's been an insurance payout. So the insurance payout isn't reflected in the sale price. So it might appear that properties have been sold for a lower amount, but but if you factored in the insurance as well, actually probably they've actually gone up a little bit. And then they're being redeveloped and either kept or sold. And so there's quite a bit of that going on there at the moment. Uh, And I think it's one of those areas that, yeah, it's between uh, Merivale, St Albans and Richmond. Richmond is probably quite a similar area from a demographic standpoint, and that's kind of had closer to 5% growth. Merivale and St Albans probably on the higher end, 5 to 6%. So I would use a 5% growth rate for this or maybe a 4% if you really wanted to be conservative uh, and and there is a lot of uh, gentrification happening around there it is becoming a nicer area and so that's where again just because historically maybe it's had uh, you know Richmond's had 4.9 is it going to achieve better because it's more affordable in the future and that's something that I would see as an opportunity personally for this area um, one other thing that I noted down is uh, Ed just said you wouldn't invest in it necessarily if it's getting a 1.4% capital growth rate. I did do the numbers on that though as well because if you were buying a half million dollar house there uh, and if you're buying it today you wouldn't be making a contribution based on rent and rate at the moment. So so it would, wouldn't cost you and probably actually make you uh, maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars a year even if you're borrowing a hundred percent. 
Now, if that's the case, um, you might have a you might have a couple of thousand dollars coming in positive cash flow plus one point one four percent growth on half a million dollars is seven hundred seven thousand dollars. Now, if you put down a, a hundred thousand dollar deposit, or if that was the usable equity you you were using to support that, that's a seven percent return on your usable equity that you've committed to that. So you're getting still seven thousand dollars and your cash flow. It's not the worst investment that year, even on a bad year. Yes, yes, yes. Though I'm sure many, many uh, long-term listeners are also thinking about opportunity cost and what else you could do. But I, I certainly take your point. And actually, I, I'm probably going to do a separate episode on this, but I want to talk about when people uh, question, well, what happens if property prices all of a sudden stopped going up for whatever reason? And while I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, um, we could look at, well, what would happen if property prices just went up at the rate of inflation, say 2%. Now, the important thing, and I'll kind of give away what that episode will be about, uh, is that if you include uh, your your leverage within that, and say you put in a 20% deposit, and house prices go up at 2% a year, then if you multiply that by five, because you're leveraging and you've put in a 20% deposit, then your actual return is still going to be 10%, even if house prices only go up at 2%. Uh, you know, So you're still going to get essentially the same uh, return you'd get off shares, of an equivalent investment in shares, but you've got the lower risk and a better cash flow within that. But hey, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And the other thing is, I really want to know what you think about the show and what we can do to improve this. We want this to be the best show in the world about investing in New Zealand property, the best show in the world about investing in New Zealand property. And a big way that you can help us out, and I really mean this, is by taking our podcast survey. I'm going to link to this in the show notes. So tap or swipe over the cover art, you'll be able to see that link. Or you can go to opespartners.co.nz, that's opespartners.co.nz slash pod survey. And then the last question, of course, is what's your address? Because we want to send you a Property Academy podcast mug so that you can drink your coffee, whiskey or tea out of it while you're listening to the show. So tap or swipe over that cover art and please do take that podcast survey. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Epic Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time... 